Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from the District Sports page on the line. Coming to you after the Nationals' 2-1 win over the San Francisco Giants. They improved to 44-36 and with a win in the series opener. Giants lose another one on a tough stretch on the road. They now lost four straight on the road. They're dropping three in Miami before they came to D.C., Dave will start in a decisive inning there. one nothing Giants on a solo home run by Buster Posey after six and a half. Bryce Harper walks in his first three plate appearances. They walk him again in the seventh inning there. Jake Peavy puts him on. One Right at that point, I'm writing, clearly they have no fear of Clint Robinson and Desmond behind him, so they're just walking him on and pitching their way around uh, Bryce Harper all night. But Clint Robinson makes them pay this time. Two-run home run. 1-1 center cut fastball right over the middle. He crushes it, hits it out over the out-of-town scoreboard, 2-1 to one at that point. I mentioned before the show started here that I wrote up a story on Clint Robinson this morning. Since Jason Worth went on the DL on May 19th, between May 22nd and July 1st, he's appeared in 27 games, 22 starts. Going into tonight, he had put up a 288, 380, 450 line over that stretch, four doubles, three home runs, 12 walks, and 10 Ks, and 92 plate appearances since he started getting some regular at-bats. Really nice swing there by him. Matt Williams talked about how nice that lefty swing is and even nicer when someone feeds you a fastball like that that he absolutely crushed and put the Nats up 2-1. to one. Yeah, Robinson's been uh, relatively productive here the last few weeks, like you mentioned, since uh, Worth went back on the DL. And um, and he put a good swing on that ball. Um, I mean, TV couldn't have put it more on a tee for him if he wanted to, and, and TV's reaction in the dugout um, afterwards was, was comical, and it's a... Uh, and it's uh, mania and, and and intensity. I mean, he was pulling his, literally pulling his own hair out sitting on the bench after that, uh, like you said, center cut fastball to Robinson. But, um, you know, the, the Giants' game plan tonight clearly was don't let uh, Harper beat us. Uh, they intentionally walked him once. They walked. They pitched around him and walked him two more times, including in front of the home run. So if they're going to do that, somebody's got to step up and, and make him pay for it. And, um, and Robinson was the only one able to do that today. They got just enough offense, and, um, you know, they, they used a, a simple formula of pitching and defense tonight to win the game, and uh, it's kind of refreshing that, um, that we're able to talk about some, some pretty decent defense tonight, especially from the, the much maligned shortstop. Yeah, Ian Tesman talked about uh, last week when I was in D.C., one of his post-game interviews talked about how even when he's not contributing at the plate, which he didn't again tonight. He can contribute on the defensive end and do things that help the team win. Two really nice plays in the ninth inning there to help Drew Storen get his 24th save of the season. But I've mentioned this before in our show, and I'll say it again. It's impressed me, if nothing else, that while he's trying to figure things out at the plate, he still hasn't. He's still made 18 errors. So I don't know if I have to offer that caveat when I say this, but he's still made some nice defensive plays and not taking the struggles out into the field for the most part. Yeah, and even that play where um, where they fumbled it and he ended up chasing the gun down on the base pass, um, you know, he, he stuck with it. I mean, it was a play that could have gone south very quickly and turned into um, bad things for the for the Nats, but, uh, uh, you know, he was able to stick with it and make it turn into good things. And I've been um, Desmond's biggest critic all season long, uh, um, obviously um, has not been productive at the plate, obviously um, has struggled on and off with defense, but uh, – um, there, there's no questioning um, Desmond's desire and his uh, um, his, his perseverance in this thing. I mean, the, the Nats have a lot of um, a lot tied up in him, 
Um, they really, unless they want to just turn it over to Espinosa, don't have a whole lot of options um, otherwise. So um, they're going to continue to, to try to help him out of this um, funk that he's in with the bat, try to generate a little bit more contact, and, and hopefully can um, can be productive uh, for the Nats in the second half of the season that way. Gio Gonzalez is on the mound for the Nationals tonight. His last start wiped out by rain after just 18 pitches with some poor planning on the Philadelphia Phillies' part. He threw a heavy bullpen session in between outings, according to Matt Williams. Five and four on the year, four four one ERA, three one six FIP, two eighty three fifty five four zero three line against, and eighty one and two thirds. Facing the Giants for the first time since Game Four of the NLDS last October in AT&T Park. Good outing by Geo. Thirty two pitches, twenty four strikes, and three scoreless. Locating his fastball well, mixing in the change in curve. Nine straight outs after a one two three fifth, seventy pitches through six scoreless, but the seventy first pitch of the game ends up in the red porch seat. So solo home run by Buster Posey, one nothing at that point. And you mentioned the Giants were trying to avoid letting Bryce Harper beat them in the lineup the Nationals were throwing out there and have to try to avoid Buster Posey too. Coming into this, he had an eight game hit streak, thirteen for twenty nine for a four forty eight average over that stretch, four doubles, three home runs, up to fourteen for thirty two with a nine game hit streak after his fourth home run there. A decent outing by Gio Gonzalez, and looks like for a while like it's going to be the one of those one bad pitch outings where you don't get any support and one mistake costs you. Yeah, it certainly would have been, would have been a shame if uh, um, the Nats would have lost this game one nothing. I mean, uh, as well as uh, Gio pitched the entire day, um, making one mistake pitch to a to a hitter like like Buster Posey shouldn't be a death knell to you. But um, you know, we've seen unfortunately. Um, you know, a few times here recently anyway, uh, especially last night with the Scherzer going the whole way and running into some bad luck there that, that bad things can happen if you're not scoring a lot of runs. But, um, you know, you can't say enough about Gio today. You know, this was his, his first major league start that he didn't walk a batter, um, just was, was, was dominant against a, a pretty decent giant team here. So, uh, you know, again, nice to see him go out there. He's, he's kind of been um, – kind of been enigmatic here a little bit where he's either really, really good or um, he has that one big inning where, where he gets victimized a little bit. But um, a tremendous outing for Dio today. Um, nice that he got just enough offense to be able to qualify for the win. And, um, and, and like I said, pitching and defense carried them to, uh, to a, a win in quote-unquote game five against the Giants. You mentioned the Giants are a decent team this year. They averaged 5.303 runs per game on the road, but they dropped 6 of 10, 12 of their last 20. They still have the highest average in the NL, team average, second highest OBP, third highest slugging percentage in the National League. So an impressive outing by Gio, not only Gio, but Matt Thornton comes on after that with a 1-2-3 inning. Drew Storen with a 1-2-3-9 for his 24th save. Matt Williams gets a chance to use the so-called A bullpen tonight, and they were able to shut the Giants down for the most part, limited them to five hits on the night, one earned run. But I think most importantly, like you said, the no walks from Gio, no walks from either of the relievers either. Right. Um, you know, Thornton, um, who we must remind again, uh, Mike Rizzo got off the complete scrap, you know, <laughs> comes in and, and, and just gets the job done in, in the eighth inning, and Thorn, um, Thorn did what he's been doing all season long. You know, he, uh, um, he got three and one to the first batter, and then um, you know, the, the grumble up the middle. And that, that's a difficult thing from Desmond there. It's a left-handed batter. Uh, it's got the backward spin on it, so it's going to spin into him as opposed to away from him. Um, you know, plays it on the, on the half-hop and it spins and makes the strong throw to get that one. Um, Storm generates a ground ball from the next guy. Desmond's got to go in the hole and backhand it. 
another terrific play, and then uh, uh, I think it's the fly ball to end it. But uh, um, just you know, it's, it's just really nice to see um, you know things work the way that they're supposed to uh, when they when they do. Um, you know, there, there are occasions where we bemoan uh, the current manager's lack of uh, um, of foresight, you know, in managing his bullpen. But uh, but he's got some pretty good pieces out there uh, when they're going right, and it's really fun to watch them when they are going right. You mentioned they got Matt Thornton off of his scrap heap. They got uh, David Carpenter as well. The uh, Yankees were getting rid of him. They managed to pick him up for a uh, t- trade for Tony Renda. I was about to say for nothing, but I won't dismiss Tony Renda that uh, easily. But next to nothing, maybe. But between those two, Clint Robinson signed to a minor league deal after he couldn't crack the Kansas City Royals or the L.A. Dodgers lineups over the last couple of years, nine minor league seasons before he comes up. And you have to have him think like Rizzo's pointing to his head when he sees a Clint Robinson win a game, Matt Thornton throw a scoreless inning in it, and what David Carpenter's provided to the Nationals so far out of bullpen. Yeah, the, the Carpenter move was great. I mean, he's, you know, he, he struggled with the Yankees earlier this season, but for, for two or three years in a row, uh, he was Craig Kimbrell's main setup guy for the Braves. So, um, I just, uh, I think a tremendous pickup there. Uh, Tony Renda, you know, you don't want to disparage the guy, but he really doesn't have much of a of a major league prospect status anymore. Um, you know, he, at best, he's going to be a Steve Lombardo Uzi guy where he'll get a cup of coffee as a utility player, but um, but not really stick. So you get a big league arm for, for a, a tweener like that. Um, Clint Robinson, you know, a great story. It's great that he's, that he's, that he's persevered to the point where he makes his major league debut at 30. Um, you know, you'd like to see, um, uh, you know, you like to see guys like that succeed. And, and, and no, he, he probably doesn't have, um, you know, a, a long-term, um, you know, big league career out of him. He's probably going to be uh, relegated to this type of, uh, um, you know, occasional um, contributor to the offense, but uh, certainly came through for them uh, today when they needed it. Yeah, and they definitely needed it. Uh, Jake Peavy on the mound, five and two-thirds scoreless against the Nats in game one of last October's NLDS. Resigned with the Giants on a two-year, $24 million deal, but landed on the DL after just two starts early this season. He was 0-1 with a 6-1-2 ERA, 4-8-4 FIP, and 32 and a third innings pitch on a rehab assignment before coming off the DL to make the night start. So, of course, five scoreless, two hits, two walks on 71 pitches, 16 of 17 batters set down after the sixth. The third walk to Harper, as we mentioned, though, hurt them. Two-run shot by Robinson follows, and it looked for a while like Jake Peavy was going to shut the Nats down again like he did in the NLDS, and it looked like it was going to be another uh, rough night for the Nats offense, which honestly it was, aside from those two shot, the two-run shot by Robinson. The Nationals haven't generated much offense in the last three games, and they got lucky here in this one that they came through with the blast in the seventh. Now, it seems like the, the Nats offense uh, kind of comes in shift. You know, they're, they'll, they'll be good for a week, and then uh, four or five games completely disappear, and they're kind of in that uh, – uh, that kind of little disappearing mode there um, right now. But uh, TV, obviously, you know, long track record, great pitcher, um, you know, has, has battled injuries the last couple of seasons. But, um, you know, yeah, he came out and did a good job to keep the uh, keep the Nets offense, offense in check. Um, you know, right now that, that's not that hard to do. But um, but next week they could go back to a stretch where they're scoring six runs a game. But, um, it's really kind of uh, tough to guess which, which Nets offense is going to show up from night to night. One guy who has shown up repeatedly, Denard Span, 23-game on-base streak after a leadoff single in the first inning, gets it out of the way quickly, with, keeps his on-base streak going. 
one for three on the night with a walk, just consistently producing up to a 310 average tonight. You know, Escobar, one for three as well, another consistent producer so far this season. One for three with a walk, I should say, 317 average. Unfortunately for Michael Taylor, his on-base uh, streak ends at 17 games, I believe, after he went 0 for three tonight. But really nice defense from in left field from Span. Uh, Giants were kind of praising him the whole time, said he's become one of the best defensive uh, left fielders out there right now and just his first year in the majors. I think UZR supports that, but the top of the order and the Nationals getting help from both of, both of their outfielders and Span and Taylor, and they're getting on base regularly and really giving the Nationals everything they can offensively. 310 average for Span just continues to impress the second year in a row he's doing this. Right. Um, you know, that, that's you know that, that's where the Nets are, are, are making their offense is, is at the top of the order because they've just had so many injuries. Um you know, especially to the to the power guys. I mean, obviously, Ryan Zimmerman's still out. Jason Worth is still out. Uh, Anthony Rendon. You know, we can go go on and on that. Um, you know that it's tough to um, it's tough to score runs when you don't have big bats in the middle of the order. But um, but you really, you can't say enough about Span. I mean, he really has been um, leading the offense. He and and, and Harper um, as the sole run producer. Um, like we mentioned tonight, Robinson chipped in, and and they need more production from from guys like that. Um, if they can get it, you know, Danny Espinosa obviously for a little while was uh, chipping in, and he's kind of gone quiet here. Uh, Desmond's been quiet all season long, so um, it, it's they're they're getting the guys on. Um, they just haven't been able to push them across with as much regularity as they hope. Um, it sounded like uh, um, some good news on the Jason Worth uh, injury front that that he's hopeful that to be able to resume baseball activities here pretty quickly. So, um, you know, they, they they would love to get his bat in the order. Um, I don't think Ryan Zimmerman is going to play anytime soon. They obviously miss him uh, in his production as well. But, uh, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned on Twitter at the end of the game here, if the Nats can, can eventually get fully healthy, uh, I still think they run away with this division. They've got enough time to do it. They just need to get some more pieces back. And, and maybe uh, Rizzo has to go out and find about it if, if it looks like Zimmerman's going to be out for, uh, um, you know, for, for long-term future type of thing. 27 days to the trade deadline since you mentioned that. We'll discuss that really quickly before we wrap up here. What do you think the Nationals have to go out there and get uh, back into the bullpen help possibly? Do they have to get a uh, outfielder, first baseman type, or maybe a bat that can fill in if and when uh, Jason Worth and Ryan Zimmerman, you know, if they aren't able to get on the field, do they need to fill in a role there? Is there any possibility you think they're trading Ian Desmond? We've discussed that before, but I don't think they're going to get more than the uh, compensation pick they would get for him if they offered him gave him a qualifying offer and got the draft pick compensation for that right now. So what do you think the Nationals are doing going into the trade deadline just three-plus weeks away at this point? Well, I'm, I am really concerned about uh, about Ryan Zimmerman's ability to return um, to full-time status to be able to uh, um, to be a contributor to the power of the middle of the order. Um, I, I really wouldn't mind them going out and finding um, – you know, a, a rental slugger, a guy that could play left field, a guy that could play first base, um, you know, relegate Robinson back to a pinch hitter duty, uh, spot starting. Um, I wouldn't mind them being able to, to send Taylor back to the minors and play every day down there um, and find a full-time guy in left field. If, if Jason Worth is going to be that guy, great. If not, then maybe um, maybe they find that type of part. But I really think that, that the Nats could, add, could stand to add some power. I think uh, um, especially with the uh, – um, with Desmond's power disappearing and, 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 you know, hard to say when that will return and Ryan Zimmerman's injury, I'd love to see them pick up a power middle of the order bat. 
Are you buying any of the uh, Roldis Chapman rumors that keep bubbling up there? The idea Rizzo loved him when he saw him before he signed with the Reds, have a left and right-handed closers for the back of the bullpen, or a really ridiculously good setup man for Drew Storen? Um, to be completely honest, I, I hope not. Um, obviously, Chapman, you know, his bona fides speak for themselves, but um, I think that, that – any deal for Chapman is going to be prohibitively expensive. And and to be quite honest, um, you know, I, I know the bullpen has, has taken their lumps this year, but I, I think the way that it's set up with, with picking up Carpenter and, and Thornton there, I think it's pretty pretty well set up at the back of the bullpen. Um, you know, would you like to see more consistency from guys like Blake Trainin and, um, and, and Tanner Roark in, in, in the short reliever role? Yeah, I think you would like to see more uh, consistency there. But, uh um, I don't think um, I don't think Chapman would be worth the prospects that it would take to get him. Uh, as far as making the team better, obviously Chapman's a ter- terrific player, and there's no argument against him on the field. I just think it's more important to pick up some more offense than it is another bullpen piece. Yeah, that prohibitive cost is what's got me to Reds should be and will be asking for this guy uh, for him. So. What it adds to the Nationals, I don't think it's going to be worth what the cost of it is going to be, but we'll see what the, Mike Rizzo has up his sleeve going into the trade deadline. Still a few weeks away. Tonight they win 2-1 to one over the Giants, 44-36 and 36 on the year after the win. Are you ready for some 8 a.m. baseball tomorrow out there on the sort of left coast, Strasburg <laughs> versus Bumgartner, kicking off at 8 in the morning? I'm not sure that I'll be up for the uh, first pitch, but I, I certainly hope to catch some of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just laughing at the end of the broadcast when the Giants were previewing their uh, pregame stuff starting at 7.30 a.m. out there in San Francisco. So good luck with that one, Giants fans. 2-1 to one Nationals tonight, 4-4, four and four, 36 on the year. Like I said, Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. Uh, well, we'll see about doing a show tomorrow. It's, it's 11 a.m. start. We might be able to sit one in before everyone gets into their holiday celebrations. Hopefully I'll talk to you tomorrow, if not Sunday, Dave. All right, sounds good. Everybody be safe out there for your 4th of July weekend. Still, guys, I was going to have to.